Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Hello and welcome to the Leveling Up podcast with me, George Swift. The Leveling Up podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development and the business growth that you, the ambitious business owner, desires. I'm here to give you the inspiration, the motivation, but above all else, to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Don't forget, subscribe to this podcast and never miss an episode. And in today's episode, we are talking about saying no. Probably, for some of you, the hardest word in the English language. All the way back in episode 18, I did an episode about saying no and how you have to have a cast iron no in order to have a strong, solid yes. That episode was all around self-esteem. It was all about the ability for people pleasers to be able to go out there and push back and start to say no to things. Today, however, it's slightly different. Today, I'm talking about no, kind of following on from last week's theme, which is all around productivity, efficiency, and effectiveness. Today, I'm going to talk to you about the importance of saying no so that you can get focused on the things you need to, namely your goals, your gender, your vision, your life, and your business. If you are a people pleaser and you find it super hard saying no, then go get yourself over to episode 13. Not right now, you're here, so carry on listening, but do check out episode 13 as well. Today, we're looking at productivity and the importance of saying no. The reason is really simple. As a human being, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, there are way more things that you could do than you can actually do. There's a million things I know you want to do. There's a million things that I know you should be doing. The bottom line is really simple. You can't possibly do them all. And the quicker you understand that, then the more readily you're going to be able to say no to things. For me, I am a people pleaser. And for most of my life, I said yes to absolutely everything. Even to this day, I'll be honest with you, saying no is an uncomfortable thing for me. However, once I realized the importance of saying no, and more importantly, the price of saying yes to the wrong things, it became much, much easier for me to start to say no. You only have to talk to Tracy, my partner in life and in business. There was a whole period where she would come down and she'd be asking me stuff or she'd come up to me and ask me to do something. And my absolute habitual response, my immediate reaction was always no. It didn't always go down particularly well. However, I did explain to her what was going on. And I would normally think about something, maybe 10 minutes, 20 minutes, sometimes only a few minutes, sometimes maybe a bit longer. And then I'll come back to her and I'll say, do you know what, that thing you asked for, that request you made, you know what, yes, I'll do it. And she always kind of felt initially like it would have been just so much nicer if I said yes straight away because it felt like I was begrudgingly saying yes. And I explained to her that it's completely the opposite way around. When I was saying yes to everything straight away, I would say yes, and then I'd begrudge it afterwards. I'd resent it afterwards. I would do it, but I would do it and absolutely like just wish I'd never said yes. I'd regret saying yes. I'd actually resent her for asking the It all went horribly wrong. So actually, by giving myself that 10, 15 minutes, half an hour, sometimes even half a day or a day to really think about whether I wanted to do it or not meant that when I did go back and say yes, 
It was an honest, authentic yes that had real integrity behind it. I didn't resent the yes. I didn't resent doing it. And actually, it came from a much more honest place. So I want you to start saying no yourself. But before you can say no, you need to first really understand what your agenda is. So if you don't set goals, if you don't have an agenda, if you don't have a plan, if you don't have a strategy, then how the hell do you know what to say yes to and what to say no to? It's going to be driven purely by how you feel in that moment. Either you want to please someone, you want to help someone, or you feel bad or uncomfortable by saying no to someone or guilty. And it doesn't come from the right place. So I want you first and foremost to just double check in with yourself. Do you have goals? Do you have a plan? Do you have a strategy? Do you have an agenda for your life, for your business, for this week, for this month, for today? Because if you don't, then of course, it's much harder to know what is in alignment with your goals, with your agenda, with your outcomes, and what is going to distract you from those things. If you haven't set goals for 2020 for whatever reason, then you obviously weren't listening to my podcast over Christmas and New Year. I have created a goal setting program for you. It's actually a condensed version. It's a workbook from the goal setting process. I get every single success group member and extreme growth mastermind member to complete every single year. It takes them about 10 hours, maybe even 20 hours to complete. The booklet is a condensed version. It at least gets you really focused on your goals and gets you started with goal setting, even if it doesn't necessarily take you through the entire process that I might take all my members through. So I'll put the link down there, okay? You want to make sure that you've got goals. If you haven't got goals, then I don't know how you know what you're meant to be doing today. You're bumbling along, you're following your nose, you're guessing, you're double guessing. I'm telling you now, life is just a lot harder without goals. So if you haven't got goals, you don't know how to set goals, you've set goals in the past and they didn't work for you, or you just don't like the idea of goal setting, go and check out some of my podcasts maybe over Christmas and New Year. They're very evidently around goals. But honestly, if you want to just get a quick start on setting your goals, I'm going to put the link to that goal setting workbook in the descriptions of this podcast. Once you've got your goals in place for the year, once they're aligned with your overall vision for where you want to take your business and your life, then it's about creating a plan. You set your goals backwards. In other words, you say, here's where I want to get to by a certain period of time, by the end of the year, by the end of the quarter, by the end of the month, even by the end of the week or even by the end of the day. You then need a plan. And I always say you plan forwards. So planning forwards just means, right, if I do this now, does this take me to this goal? So here's what I want to get to, back to today. And here's what I've got to do in order to move forwards and achieve that goal. If you can't create a plan that achieves upon a goal or at least gets you close to a goal, then you need a better plan or you need to change the goals. Having goals that you have no plan or strategy for achieving is aimless, it's pointless, it's going to frustrate you. I'm telling you now, you're probably almost certainly going to fail. Now, you don't have to have an exact plan. I always say this, if you want to achieve something, I don't know, a short-term goal this week, this month, you probably pretty much want to have a cast iron, leak-proof strategy and plan for achieving that goal. However, if we're looking at goals over, say, a year, then if you've got a strategy, a plan that gets you close to those goals and you're willing to work out the rest as you go, then I'm all for that, right? That's the adventure that is life. That's the adventure that is entrepreneurism. However, if you can't even get close to that goal, then the chances are you're setting yourself up for massive failure. Now, again, if you set a goal over five years or even 10 years, then again, of course, you don't need to have an exact plan, an exact strategy right now for achieving those goals because you 
got time on your side. You can work most of this stuff out as you go. So in other words, the longer the term the goal is, the more loose your plan and strategy can be. The shorter the term the goal is, the more absolute airtight your plan, your strategy needs to be. So once you've got your plan in place, once you've got your goals in place, you then need like a strategy. A strategy is not the plan per se. The plan is we're going to do this, then this, then this. A strategy is a formula, a system, a process, a methodology for creating prescribed outcomes. So if you had a strategy for sales, for example, it would be, you know, I have to do 100 telephone sales calls, cold calls per week. Out of that, I have five to 10 conversations. Out of that, I expect to have one proposal. Out of that, I expect to get one out of two of those proposals as closes. That gives me two clients per month. That hits me at a revenue target of XYZ, which completes my business growth target for the rest of the year. Your plan would be, Right, Monday between 10 and 12, I do calling. Wednesday between 10 and 12, I do calling. And I know Thursday afternoon between 1 and 3, I do calling. Make sense? And you plan that into your day and you plan that into your agenda. You plan it into your calendar. And then you have to just stick to the plan. You have to apply the strategy to the plan. You stick to the plan and you achieve your goals. Now, of course, it's not always as easy as that. Sometimes what you have to do is you have to then adjust the plan, adjust the strategy, because it's not necessarily getting you the exact result that you might want. So, of course, these things are always going to be fluid. They're always going to be under construction, if you like. They're always going to be evolving to get you the result that you want or even to improve that beyond the result that you want. Once you start achieving the results that you want, then you start tweaking it again because you're thinking, okay, if I can get one out of two then how could I get two out of three? Or if I'm making 100 calls to have five to 10 conversations, is there a way that I can do 50 calls to get you know, five to 10 conversations? Or is there a way that I can get 10 to 20 conversations? So first and foremost, where are you going? If you don't know where you're going, you can't possibly ever get there. You need to have your goals in place. Then you need a plan of action that takes you to your goals. You need a strategy that achieves the results that you need along the way in order to achieve those overall goals. Then you need the discipline, the planning. Then you need the diarization. You need the focus to stick to that plan. Once you've got these things in place, that's what I would call an agenda. Your agenda is where are you going, how are you getting there, and what are you doing to get there, right? That's, that's your agenda. Once that's in place, You have to stick to your agenda. You need a cast iron agenda because if you don't have a cast iron agenda, then all the distractions in life will come along and they'll pull you off onto other people's agendas or just be distractions that pull you off into alternate directions. At best, they'll slow you down. At worst, they'll actually take you so far away from your agenda that you end up moving away from your goals or at the very least, just stagnating and not moving forward and progressing towards those goals. It's so important that we have a cast iron agenda. Now, many people really struggle with this because, number one, they don't like the word agenda because it feels like it's underhand, etc. It's not. An agenda is just a plan of action. This is what I'm working on. This is where I'm going. This is how I'm going to get there. And this is what I'm going to get there by. Now, once you've got over the concept of having an agenda, then you have to get over the idea that actually your agenda is kind of more important than pretty much everything. Now, if you just set out an agenda willy-nilly, well, of course, it's weak. And of course, it's hard to justify that. 
But you imagine if you're one of my members that's just spent 20 hours, maybe more, setting their goals for the year. They've been in business, some of them, for 10, for 20 years. They know what's best for them. Their goals also aren't selfish. Their goals are for their family, for their partners, for their communities, maybe even for the world at large, charity, etc. One of my members, for example, is very much moving into a give back phase in his life. He's a very successful guy now, and he's very much moving into that, almost like that philanthropic uh, phase of life right now. Many of his goals are about giving back. So your goals aren't about being selfish. Now, sometimes they do need to be self-serving. There's no question. You know, it could be around your time that you need to focus on your business because you know what it needs in order to to save it first and foremost, and then to get it where you need to get it to so that it can then provide what you want it to provide for other people, including yourself. Health, for example, sometimes we need to be self-serving with that. We need to take time out and make sure that we're doing what we need to do to take care of ourselves first and foremost, so that we're able to take care of the business and the people around us. So your goals sometimes can be incredibly self-serving, Maybe even under the banner, inverted commas, selfish. Occasionally I say it's good to be selfish sometimes. However, when you look at your overall objectives and even the selfish goals that you have, the chances are they're not purely all about you. They are about what you're trying to create in your business, for your clients, for maybe your work colleagues. It could be for your community. It could be what you're trying to create for your family, for your loved ones. So even the most selfish of goals typically are not purely about the individual. So once you've got these goals in place, you need to understand that you're the one with the agenda. You took the time to work out what was important for you and everyone else around you. And therefore, it's super important that everyone is on your agenda because most people around you don't even set goals. Most people around you don't have an agenda. They don't have a vision. They're not ambitious. They're not thinking longer term like you are. They're not strategizing like you are. They just have unconscious, unwritten agendas that they're playing to that they're working on without even really realizing they have an agenda. So of course, if you had these two agendas side by side, the well thought out agenda where someone spent hours working this through with the best interests of everyone at heart, and then you had somebody else that had like a really loose agenda, which was, you know, just an unconscious agenda that was playing out that they hadn't given any thought to at all, didn't even necessarily know they had an agenda. Which agenda do you think everyone should be working to? Of course, it's working to your agenda. So don't feel bad about pulling people along on your agenda because you're the one that's putting the time in if you follow the process that I've already outlined here. Once you get your head into that, it can be much easier for you to be stronger with people and stronger with yourself and stronger with outside interferences and outside distractions to keep yourself on that agenda because that is the most important thing. Now, of course, eventualities happen. And I might have my agenda for the day, for the week, for the month. And if something happens to someone I love or care for that suddenly becomes really important or critical, of course, I'm going to drop my agenda to go and serve them. Because in hierarchies of agenda, my number one agenda, for example, my children, is to make sure that they are safe and that they are happy. Now, what that means is I won't drop everything to go and do everything for them. But of course, there's certain things that might happen where you would definitely say, you know what, I'm going to forget my sales calls right now. I need to get over there and help them, sort them out, be there for them. So this isn't saying, right, you never flex on your agenda. There's always going to be those occasional things that trump everything. But actually, for most people, they're letting everything trump their agenda. They're letting anything distract them from their agenda. They're allowing themselves to be distracted from their agenda. And partly that's because they don't even have a well thought out agenda, a well thought out plan, well thought out strategies and goals.
Friday's episode last week was all about doing the stuff that gets shit done. It was about identifying the stuff that really gives you the rewards and the results that align with where it is that you're going. What are your current focuses, your current agendas right now? So let's say, for example, you're a small business, you're doing 20, 30 grand, you know, you're probably struggling financially, there's a lot of money worries and financial stress around you, you want to grow that business, you need to make it more financially viable, I call it, right? In other words, financially successful. My challenge to you is always, you know, the six-figure fast track, get yourself to 100 grand or more. From there, you have a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of possibility from there, whether it's the lifestyle you're trying to create or whether you're trying to build that empire, get yourself to that 100K mark and beyond. And from there, you start to have choices. You start to have a lot more options and opportunity. So you're saying, right, I've got to get my business up from 20, 30K. I've got to get myself, you know, 50, 60 at least now. And I've got to be focused on getting, you know, to that 100 grand or more. And that is my sole agenda is to grow this business. Now, if you want to get yourself on the six figure fast track, right, to 100K or more in 12 months or less, I've got a webinar, which I'll talk about at the end of this episode. It's the six figure fast track. It's completely free of charge, by the way. And you'll see that at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk forward slash fast track. I'll drop that link in the descriptions as well. And that's all about fast tracking your business to a hundred grand or more. And my challenge to you is to do it in under 12 months. My presupposition is that any business out there can hit hundred K in 12 months, but They might need to make some changes either to their mindset, their working methodologies, or to their business model. So if you decide, right, you know what, I'm going to accept that challenge. I'm going to take my business to 100 grand or more, and I'm going to do it in the next 12 months or even less. You are going to have to sacrifice certain other things. You can't do everything and fast track your business to 100 grand. You're going to have to make a lot of time for sales. One of the reasons I keep coming back to sales as a theme in this podcast is because sales is what is going to grow your business. Yes, you've got to do good customer service. Of course, you need to have great products and services. And of course, you've got to do your finances. I get it. There's a million things you need to do. Your job is to strip all those back so that you have the time to focus on the one, two or three things that are really going to make the difference. For example, sales time. I see too many business owners that don't make time for sales. Now, a big chunk of this, by the way, is because they don't want to. They're either scared of sales or they're uncomfortable with sales. They don't enjoy sales. I'll definitely be doing a lot more podcasting on sales. We're doing a sales challenge in success groups across the whole of success groups and my extreme growth masterminds right now. Every single person is on this 28-day I love sales challenge to break all those negative habits around sales, those negative connotations that we might hold around sales. Some of that you know, that holding back from sales or not even seeing opportunity out there. You can break a big chunk of that in 28 days. So we're doing that right now in success groups. And it's really challenging because actually a big reason we don't do sales is because we don't want to do sales. But then once we realize we need to do sales and I want to do sales, and you get all fired up on the six-figure fast track and you say, right, you know what? I want to smash 100K or more. Now you buy into the idea that you have to do sales. And then you realize, of course, that you know, you're working 40, 50, maybe 60, 70 hours a week already. So where do you find the extra time for sales? Well, guess what? You have to cut out the stuff that's getting in the way. That's in your personal life. And that's also the stuff in your business life. You have to start saying no to people. You have to start saying no to things. You have to start saying no to distractions. And occasionally you're going to have to say no to yourself as well. You're going to want to finish 
early and you have to say no to yourself. You're going to want to skip sales and you have to say no to yourself. Somebody else is going to come up and give you an amazing opportunity that feels completely viable as an excuse for not doing sales and you're still going to have to say no to that as well. Why? Because once you set out your cast iron agenda and if sales, which it should be, is on that cast iron agenda and in those plans, you have to be disciplined with doing that because the moment you deviate from your plan, the moment you deviate from your strategy, your goals are now at risk. The chances are you won't achieve those goals and inverted commas, that is the moment that you fail. Whilst you're in the game doing what you need to do, even if it doesn't always work out the right way, you're still in the game, you're still in alignment. As long as you keep adjusting your strategy, adjusting your plans, adjusting your goals along the way short term, you will hit your longer term objectives. But you do need to start saying no. It's really powerful when you start saying no to all of the things you shouldn't be doing. You start saying yes to those things that you absolutely need to be doing to keep you on your agenda. It's a very powerful place. It builds self-esteem. It builds your confidence. It builds momentum. It builds progression. And it will give you the success and the business growth that you want to have. So if you want to be successful, I'm telling you now, you have to start saying no. There is way more that you could do that you should do than you actually can do. Your job is to break through and work out what is it I can actually do today? What is it I will actually do today? Go and listen to last week's episodes all about productivity and efficiency and effectiveness. That will help you find the time that you need. But then you need to be really selective about what it is you are doing, what you're not doing. And to do that, you need goals, you need an agenda, you need a strategy, you need plans, and you need absolute cast iron discipline and you need laser like focus with yourself and that's when it becomes easier to say no to all those things that pull you out of alignment with that long-term vision that you're working towards okay that's our episode for today as i said earlier in this episode, the Six Figure Fast Track is waiting for you right now. If you're a five-figure business and you haven't yet hit 100 grand, you might be doing 20, 30, 40, maybe even 50 or 60,000, but for whatever reason, you haven't yet managed to take your business over that 100K threshold, then the Six Figure Fast Track is a masterclass webinar I've created completely free of charge for you, the five-figure service-based business. If you want to know what's going to take to hit 100K or more in the next 12 months or less, I'm going to take you through the Six Figure Mindset adjustments you might need to make. We're also going to take you through the six-figure business model. We're going to look at your business model. I'm going to invite you to break it down and look for where it needs to be enhanced, where it needs to be modified, and where it needs to evolve in order to hit 100k or more. And then we're going to look at the six-figure methodology. We've touched on that a little bit today. We touched on it in uh, last week's themes, which is really, what is it that you need to be doing? What is it you need to definitely not be doing? What do you need to focus on in order to maximize the speed of your business growth? If you're serious about growing your business, get yourself on the Six Figure Fast Track. You'll find that at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk forward slash fast track. Again, I'll drop that link in the descriptions below. Don't forget, if you don't yet have goals, Follow the link in the descriptions as well to the goal setting workbook that I've also made available to you. Again, all completely free of charge. I'm absolutely committed to helping you, the small business entrepreneur, the small business owner, achieve the success that I believe you deserve, given all the sacrifices you make, the hard work, the hours you put in, the emotion that goes into running a business, all of the risk that we take on as business owners. I want to help you become successful. I want to help you get 
what you want to get out of business and out of life. I will see you on Wednesday. Until then, as always, be successful. Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. 